Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation Christian Center, a place to find God's love. Pastors Osage and Bridget Airboard teach the word with simplicity and truth. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. There is joy in the presence of God. And the Bible says that and at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. God is fun-loving. God is a lot of fun. Right? Yeah, God is a lot of fun. The devil tries to tell a lie and say, you know, Christians and Christianity is boring. But it is sin that is boring. Unrighteousness is boring. How can you how can you be so excited and end in hell? That's very boring. Hell is boring. Dark and, and painful. But the Bible says in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. So starting from here, we begin to enjoy life. Jesus Christ said, I've come that you may what? Have life, have life in abundance. Hallelujah. 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 Let's bow your heads. We're going to say a short word of prayer. You're going to pray with me. If you are filled with the Holy Ghost, I'd like you to pray in tongues. Uh, some of the things I was going to say, Pastor B already said, so that cost my message in half. Praise God. So instead of three hours, it can become an hour and a half. <laughs> and then some of the things I would also like to say, it's going to take the Holy Spirit because... You know, we say things over and over again. Sometimes they are very important to say over and over. But it still takes the Holy Spirit to receive what God is saying. So just spend a few minutes. Just pray in the Spirit. Uh, let your heart be ex- you know, open to see. Let there be revelation, transformation, impartation that we will, ch- will be changed. Not only for us. Pray for those who are going to be watching. Some are watching live. Some will watch it after the fact. There is a word of God that God wants to make a change in people's life. But we just have to, by the Holy Spirit, by the power of faith, receive it and help others to receive. Thank you, Holy Ghost. La boni manisco, belice tosca, ele brusque, maha le durite man brusque, inde liba busca, ieridis gibrata lomomonomis. Le girido poronomos, gehile bamama mamakaya, gile boronomenides gehile borosca, le grusca le maman de ziburus gehile mamama mamacoboroya. Mandis Gesha Brindo, Dile Bonis, Gebrado Lidos Gesharita. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you for revelation knowledge. We come against any distraction, internal and external. We receive revelation by your word. We are changed. We are changed. Both those of us in house, those who are watching all around the world, we thank you that your word. Is living and powerful, can break every yoke, remove every body. We thank you that the anointing comes along with your word to destroy the yoke. The blindfold is taken away. Yes, the hardened heart is broken down and, and, and able to receive with meekness your engrafted word. We are not hearers only, but we are doers. We are doers. We are doers. We receive. We receive the ability both to will 
and to do. We yield to your word. We yield to your word. We begin to practice it. We begin to practice it. We thank you. We thank you for helping us, helping me this morning, helping to hear us this morning, so that what you want us to receive will be communicated, not by words that human wisdom descend, but speaking spiritual words to spiritual people. We thank you, Holy Ghost. You have already started. We thank you for completing and, and perfecting it in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. Uh, before I start to share, uh, well, not before, this is part of the message. Uh, let's go to the, the, one of the chapters God gave us for this year. Let's go to Micah, chapter number 4, verse 1. Pastor B uh, mentioned a number of key things I was going to say, uh, but I, just, um, I may repeat them just for emphasis, but it's important that you catch what God is saying to us this morning. Amen. He was talking about the blessing and the, empower, the power of the blessing. And the power of, 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 of dominion, to be able to rule, to, to, to have, to have uh, power to change things. Those are some of the things we emphasize a lot in this church. My message today is, is titled, Keys of the Kingdom, Keys of the Kingdom. And it's still in, it is in the very same light as to what we have been sharing this morning. So, Micah chapter number 4, it says, But in the last days... It shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountain. But what does that tell you? When something is on top of others, what does that mean? He's ruling, has in, having dominion, is in charge. When you say the guy is on top, the guy is the top person in that field, it means the guy is the one who is dominating, the one who is ruling. So one of the things we begin to see over and over again uh, is that God gave us dominion. You know, one of the challenges we see is that people become so religious, like we were taught this morning, and the whole essence of the message is missed. Today, when, you, when, you, when we people began to talk about the kingdom, the kingdom, you know, somehow they think about going to heaven, you know, or going to church. You say, say seek ye first the kingdom. It means go to church first. That's not what it means. It could include that. The word kingdom is the same word translated dominion. So when the Bible says seek the kingdom of God first, it's saying seek the dominion of God. When it says we should become members or partners of the kingdom, it means that we should enter into the sphere of, of dominating with God. Seeking God's dominion and walking in that dominion. One of the things Pastor B. pointed out about Genesis, he said God blessed the animals, but didn't give them dominion. He didn't give them kingdom. But when he blessed man, he said let them have dominion. He was talking about operating in kingdom, in dominion, in rulership. A kingdom talks about the king and his influence, his power to, to cause things to happen the way he wants. And that's what kingdom is. So anytime you hear kingdom, Renew your mind, if you haven't done so, to stop thinking about going to heaven. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. You know, it's so interesting that Jesus said, when you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom will come. He didn't say, uh, we go to thy kingdom. 
But many times when people hear kingdom, they are thinking about going to heaven. But Jesus said, pray that the kingdom come. So it's not talking about going to heaven. It's talking about operating in heaven's standard here. And we are part of that dominion to make sure that the will of God is done on earth as it is in heaven. Somebody say hallelujah. All right, let's go back to our scripture again. Micah, you know, Micah chapter number one. He said, but... In the last days, he said, uh, it shall come to pass that the mountain of the Lord's house, which is talking about the church, the believers, he says, shall be established at the top of the mountain, and it shall be exalted above the hills. When you hear exalted, what do you, what do you remember again? What comes to your mind? On top, ruling, reigning. So the church will be established on top of the mountain, and it shall be exalted. Uh, this year's uh, Agape Celebrations theme is what? Exalted. Exalted. Some people think to be exalted means to be proud. No. It just depends on who is exalting you. If you exalt yourself, it's called pride. If God exalts you, it's called the blessing. Hallelujah. That's what God wants us to do. He says, if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, what will he do? He will lift you up. So God wants you to be lifted up. Not just in selfishness and pride, but the right way. Many people think humility is to walk under, to be the tail. But God says you shall be the what? The head, head. not the tail. Never the tail, never the tail, never the tail, never the tail, never the tail. If you do an exam, who should be at the top? The believer, you. Never at the tail, never the last. If you run a race and you are an athlete, who should be who should be the winner? The believer. You should be the head always. 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 Seated in the heavenly realm, far above all principalities and powers. Let's continue. He said, He said, You shall be exalted above the hills, and the people shall flow unto it. Move a little faster. He said, and many nations, many nations. Many nations, so it's not just talking about one, he said many nations, many types of people shall come and say, come, let us go unto the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths. For the Lord shall go forth out of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And, he, and they shall judge among people, talking about the believers will judge among people, and rebuke strong nations afar off. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. He said, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up a sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. That means when the church is in charge, there will be peace. Amen. He said, but they shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree. And none shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken it. He said, for all people, sh for all people will walk every man in the name of his God, and they shall walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. Amen. In that day, said the Lord, will I assemble he that halted, and I will gather her that is driven out, and her that has been afflicted. And I will make her that halted a remnant, and her that was cast far off a strong nation. And the Lord shall reign over them in Mount Zion from henceforth, even forever. And everybody say, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Let's read maybe one or two more verses. He said, thou, And thou, O towel of the flock, the stronghold of the daughters of Zion, unto thee shall it come, even the first dominion. The kingdom shall come to the daughters of Jerusalem. Somebody say hallelujah. He says that it will restore back the first dominion. The kingdom shall come. So the kingdom is dominion. The kingdom is dominion. And God says he will restore the first dominion. Many of us know what happened after God created Adam and Eve and said to them, have what? Dominion. When Satan came, Satan deceived them and they lost dominion. So when Jesus came back, and began to preach and said, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. He was talking about restoring the original dominion that was lost. The original dominion, authority, and power that Adam had lost. And it's not easy to tell because uh, the Bible doesn't give us a lot that happened before Adam's sin. Just maybe one chapter, chapter number two, uh, Adam's sin in Genesis chapter number three. But the Bible says when Jesus Christ came, the Bible calls Jesus the last Adam. So the things that Jesus began to do are examples of what the first Adam did. The Bible says he, he walked on water. The Bible says that he stormed, he com commanded the storms and the sea to stand still. He blessed bread and fed 5,000. Now we can begin to see that this was the original dominion that Adam lost. So dominion is not just going to church. The kingdom of God is not just singing, dancing, praying. Thank God that those things are part of it, but it is restoration to leadership, Hallelujah. to authority, to rulership, to becoming the place to, and the person that gives instructions that come to pass, Hallelujah. to becoming the head and not the tail. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Now, if you are watching this and you try to stay under, uh, you, you, you are in the wrong place because you are coming to the top today. You can stay under from now. Not under anything. Not under oppression. Not under depression. Not under the devil in any area. Because God has raised you up and I, and we are seated in the heavenly realms, far above all principality, all power, all titles and dominion. So once you are born again, you are raised to a place of dominion. That's what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God is a place of dominion. That's what the Bible says God said to Adam. He said, let's Create man in his in our own image and let him have dominion. So the first essence, the first purpose for which God said man was created was dominion. To rule. To, to be a king. To be the one in charge. To be the one that makes determination of what happens in the sea, on land, and in the air. And so God created man for dominion. So when Adam sinned, what he lost was dominion. That's one of the major things he lost. How could the devil oppress him? Because he had no dominion. The devil had dominion over him. How could COVID-19 oppress him? Because he had no dominion over COVID-19. 
How could poverty oppress him? Because he had no more dominion. So he lost his dominion. And so other things began to, you know, oppress him, you know, force him to do things he wouldn't want to do. He was even driven out of the garden until Jesus Christ came. And the Bible says when Jesus began to preach, he began to say to them, repent for what? The dominion of God has come. There is a restoration of the kingdom of God, of the dominion of God. So Jesus did not preach a religious message. He preached a message of dominion. And that's why it's so important to walk by faith. Because faith allows you to begin to operate in the dominion of God. That's why Jesus Christ spent all the time teaching, preaching, demonstrating the kingdom. The Bible says there was a time where he was casting out devils. And then somebody came and said, Ah, this guy is casting out devils by the, by the prince of Beelzebub." He said, How can a kingdom divided against itself stand? He said, if a kingdom stands against itself, he said, it will not stand. He said, but if I cast out devils by the finger of God, he said, then the kingdom of God has come. So how did he demonstrate the kingdom of God? By having dominion over Satan. The Bible says that when he entered certain cities, he said, the devil cried out, have you come to torment us before the time? So Jesus came to torment devils. Not be tormented by devils. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. When you live here today, you will be a devil tormentor. You will live here with dominion. A greater sense of dominion. Understanding that the kingdom is about dominion. And I'm going to be repeating this because we've had too many, too many religious states things about the kingdom that we need to change our mind. The kingdom, the word kingdom, the Greek word is, is, is basileia. I think the, 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 Hebrew, the Hebrew is something like uh, Barak. Not Barack Obama, just Barack. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> That's where his name probably came from. But it means kingdom. It means dominion. It means rulership. It means the one who is in charge. It means the one who is Lord, owner and master. That is what kingdom means. So when you are in the kingdom of God, you are under his dominion and you are placed in dominion over everything else because the kingdom of God rules over all. So today I'm talking about the keys, keys of the kingdom. But we have to know what kingdom means first. Praise God. I say hallelujah. Glory be to God. So anytime you hear kingdom, what should you remember? Dominion. Say it louder with dominion voice. Dominion. I say anytime you hear kingdom, what should you remember? Dominion. 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 But the dominion that God wants us to have is dominion in three words. And like I said, Pastor B mentioned a number of that today. But I'll give it to you again. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word. In short, God wants us to have dominion in three words. The Bible says in Philippians, put it up, Philippians chapter number 2, verse 5, the Bible says that God has highly exalted Jesus and given him a name above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, of things where? In heaven, of things on earth, and of things beneath the earth. 
three levels. Just like some three-level houses you have today. You have the, the top level, you have the main level, you have the basement. If your house is not three-level, you need to get one. Praise God. Because you have to have dominion in three words. You have to have at least a three-level. <laughs> that, that's a joke, okay. <laughs> you have a saying in verse 5. He said, let the mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So he says you should think like Jesus thought. Continue. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took a reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Verse 9. Wherefore God hath also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. This is talking about dominion. Right? Now, if you see one person standing and other people bowing, the one he's standing is having what? Dominion over those that are bowing. So, he's talking about dominion. The scriptures is always talking about dominion. The kingdom is about dominion. Okay, imagine how, why, the, why the brothers of, of Joseph were mad. He came and said, you know, the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars bowed down. What was he talking about? Dominion. He said, I'm, I'm the king. I'm the one in charge. Everybody else was bowing. And, and he was including his own family. So they got mad. They don't know that dominion is not by mad and being mad. It's by the blessing. Hallelujah. The one who is anointed to rule. So he, he, was, he was kingdom minded. He was dominion minded. And I believe God wants us to change our minds, renew our thoughts. As a Christian, you can never be under any dominion of the world or Satan or anything that is evil. You are the one that is supposed to be in dominion. That's what kingdom means, dominion. Dominion. And that's what the Bible says, the fearful have their part where... In the lake of fire that burns with what? Sulfur and brimstone. Why? Because the fearful cannot operate in dominion. You can't, you can't dominate when you're afraid. Because the kingdom is about dominion. Listen, this is very important. And like I said, the Holy Ghost is helping us. I, I, have, I have a lot of scriptures. I don't know if I'll get to, but I, I pray because... This is not something you just get taught by human wisdom. The Bible says the Spirit of God teaches spiritual things. You have to catch it in the Spirit. You can hear what the Spirit of God is saying to me and said to me and remain under oppression. You, can, you, cannot, you can't remain under oppression of any kind. Once you understand that you have been delivered from the dominion of Satan and placed in the place of authority of dominion in three words. So where can the oppression come from? The Bible says he has given Jesus a name that is above every name that every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things beneath the earth. And the Bible says as he is, so are we in this world. And we have been reading that as Jesus was resurrected from the dead, we were raised with him, and we are made to sit with him in the heavenly places. We have been given dominion in three words. Dominion in three words. 
We are not just to dominate in one. We are supposed to have dominion in three words. The first word, the Bible says heaven on earth and beneath. But let's start from beneath. The Bible says in Ephesians 4 that before he ascended, he was first, he first went down so that he can feel all things in all things. Let's start from the basement. Praise God. So we have dominion over devils. When the Bible is saying that, 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 that in the world beneath, he's talking about in the realms of darkness. One of the first things that Jesus came to give to the church, every believer, and to reveal to us is dominion over devils. In short, in Mark 16, one of the first things he said today, he said, these are the signs that shall follow them that believe. He said, in my name, they shall cast out devils. Every Christian is a devil caster. You have dominion over devils. In short, when you come, the devils are supposed to be crying out, please help us. You've come to dominate us, not you running from devils. We have dominion over all devils. He says, I give you power over all the power. He says that we read it today in Luke, Luke chapter number 10. He said, I give you power over all the powers of the devil. Over all the powers of the devil. He said, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. No Christian has any business or right being afraid of any devil. No Christian. Any Christian who is afraid of demons is ignorant of his dominion. We heard of uh, uh, a pastor, I think, I, I can't remember his name. If I say it, one of you will know. He said he woke up one morning, I think it was Smith Wigglesworth, and the devil was at the foot of his bed. The devil was standing there looking fierce. He said, is it only you? He turned around and slept. What would an average Christian do? Hey! Intercessors! Hey! Pastor! Hey! Why? Because they are afraid of devils. Now, it's, it's not something you just do physically. Because, you know, the devil is tricky. The Bible says that he comes to play mind games. He knows how he can oppress people with fear. So he will bring anything that the people are afraid of. But the Bible said, no matter how the devil comes, he said what? He said, we have dominion over all devils, over all the power of the enemy. If you have never casted out devils, start today. If you have never casted out devils. You say, but pastor, I don't know where the devils. There are some human beings that I need to act like devils. Just cast them out. Start from that. Sickness is an oppression of the devil. Cast out the devil. Amen. There are many other oppressions of devils. And we need to realize that we are the ones that have the ability. Listen. You know, people are saying there's economic crisis and stuff and stuff. These things are demonic. 
And we should not wait for those who went to Harvard University to cast out the devils of economic oppression. It belongs to the church. They, are, they come from darkness. Look at, look at the time of Joseph. When the devil wanted to wipe people out of poverty, it was a man of the spirit that had the wisdom to deliver the nations of the world because he had authority over devils. He understood before the devil made the move what the devil was going to make. And by the spirit of God, he created a nation that had dominion over, over, over recession. By the spirit of God, you have dominion over all devils. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's open to Luke chapter number 11, starting from verse 14. The devil is wicked. The devil is bad. Yeah. You know, sometimes they try to do the devil today like, you know, you know he's just, just a, 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 a caricature, like a, like a... People don't know the devil. The devil doesn't come to play. The Bible says when he comes, he comes to what? To steal... To kill and to destroy. He can be killing someone and the person doesn't know he's dying. I don't know if it's true. I'm told that, uh, you know, big rats, they eat people's flesh and blow on it. So you wouldn't know that they're eating. That's, that's the devil. That's a demon possessed rat. They blow this. You don't feel it. They just, just keep it. That's the way the devil does. He steals from people. They don't know that they're stealing from them. But let me tell you, his essence is not only to steal. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Every sickness has a purpose. To what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that's why we must be angry against sickness and disease. And cast out the devil from the very root. We have to understand the spiritual roots of these things and deal with them with authority. We don't paddle them and just play and say, well, you know, everybody gets sick sometimes. We are just in this world. Listen, listen look at what the devil did to this man. This Bible says in, in Luke 11, praise God. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Glory to God. Is it Luke 11? No. Check back one chapter earlier. Let's go to Luke 10. Let's start from verse 30. We'll come back to Luke 11. The Bible says, from Luke 10, from verse 3-0, the Bible says, And Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down to, from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. Who is the thief? The devil. So he fell among devils. Thieves are devils. They don't want to walk. They go take somebody else's stuff. That's the devil. Demon-possessed folks. They hang on the road and steal people's stuff. Praise God. Some do it with a stroke of a pen. Some, some do it with computers now. They don't even need a pen. Just log in with a false app and, and steal people's money. These are devils walking. But listen, the devil did not just only come to steal. The Bible says, and Jesus answered, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves 
which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. That's what the devil wants to do, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. They, they didn't want this man half dead. They wanted him to suffer to death. They beat him. He was almost dead and left him to die. That's what the devils do. They take a man's lunch and pop his back and then swipe him from his leg so he can't get another one. Comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. We need to know that these things are real. Now, this is a physical manifestation of devils, but they are spiritual demons that are killing, stealing, and destroying. And the answer to demons is not W-H-O. It's the church. We are the ones that have power over how many devils? All devils. Jesus said to us in, 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 in Luke 9, he said he gave them power over all diseases, over all devils to cure all manner of sickness and disease. We have the power. But if the one who has the power doesn't know that he has the power, what's going to happen to the devil? He will run loose. Just imagine the policeman. You come in some countries. Heard it happen. You go report to the policeman. Hey, there's, there's a robbery going out there. They say, what do you want us to do? They say, are we not human beings like you? I was in Africa at the time, you know, in a particular city. There was a notorious amnova called Anini. Wicked guy. Killing policemen, he would stop down and just kill policemen. When, if you want to frighten the policeman, you say, Anini is coming. The guy will just remove his clothes and throw, and throw it behind and turn to a civilian in a minute. It doesn't matter if he's on in his underwear. Because the, the guy was after policemen. And he was killing them in, in troves yeah. until he was caught. And people say he had some charm. He could disappear when they want to catch him. They tried many times. So what I'm saying is that if the police don't understand the authority and they said, here comes the devil, what happens? They start removing their clothes. Become afraid. But the Bible says we have dominion. Amen. Somebody say we have dominion. We have dominion. Say it again. Say we have dominion. No matter what the devil brings, we must remember that where are we seated? In the heavenly place, half a far above all dominion, all title, all names, both in this world and that which is to come. We have dominion over devils. And the Bible tells us, I won't read the whole thing for time. The Bible says, even when this man was stripped, the first of all, a priest came. And the priest walked the other side. Maybe we should just read it. Some of you have already heard it. Some of you have not. We can't assume everybody has been in church for many years. You know. Bible says, and by chance there came down a certain priest, the way, and when he saw him, he passed by the other side. Why did he pass by the other side? He didn't know he had the power to help this man. The devil had beaten this man, stripped him, left him for dead. Who should be the one helping this man? The priest. The church. The church. But it passed by the other side. We may find out why eventually. Continue. The Bible says, and likewise, a Levite. A Levite was, he was not a pastor, but he was a member of the church. Praise God. He was one of those who were called to worship. And when he was at the place, came and looked on him. The priest did not even look on him. The priest just passed the other side. He didn't want to be distracted from going to church. He said, but the Levite came at least, looked on him. He was closer, but he still did not do anything. 
he looked on him and passed by on the other side. Let's continue. And the Bible says, but a certain Samaritan. Now, some of us will already know that the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritan. This guy was a Jew, and this was not his friend. He said, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, and bound his wounds, and poured oil and wine. So the guy had oil and wine traveling. Somebody say, hallelujah. So many of you know now one of the reasons why the priest and the Levite may have passed. Let's continue. And set him on his beast. Praise God. The guy had a beast. Amen. The first time I read this, 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 this uh, scripture, the reigning car in town that, that time was a Mercedes Benz, and it was called the beast. So the guy had a beast. The, the, the priest did not have a beast. The Levite did not have one. So they had nothing to help the man with. All right. The Bible says, and put him on his own beast. He wasn't buried his own. Praise God. And brought him to the an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pens and gave him, gave them to the host. Two pens is not just two pennies. Uh, if you know the story of the, the laborers, the Bible says that he paid them one pen for a full day's work. So at least it was at least two days' work that he gave. He didn't plan for it. This was just by the wayside. The guy was loaded. Somebody say hallelujah. The Samaritan was rich. The priest was broke. Couldn't help the man. Couldn't have dominion over what the devil did to this man. All right, let's continue. And said, and gave him two pence, and gave it to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Somebody say, Hallelujah. The man also had good credit. Right? If he had said, well, I'll pay you, the guy would say, yeah, right. Where are you going to come back? But they knew the man, and they said, okay. So the, the guy in the inn took care of him. He paid him enough that he thought would be enough to take care of him. And said, if it is more than that, when I come, I'll give it to you. So the guy was not in need of finances. Now you begin to understand one of the reasons why Christians should be, bro- should be rich and not broke. You can help more people when you are rich. The poor cannot help the poor. The best the poor can do is to go close and look at him and pass. No beast to carry him. You say, I can carry him on my back. I have no oil, no wine to, to treat him. And where will I take him to? But this guy was loaded and helped the poor man. Somebody say hallelujah. But I'm not spending time on that. I just want you to know that the devil comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. He beat this man up, stripped him, left him for dead. That's what the devil does. The devil doesn't come to play. He wants to destroy. He wants to kill people. Steal from them. Strip them from what they have. Strip them of joy. Strip them of faith. Strip them of peace. Strip them of their marriage. Strip them of their children. And leave them half dead. So that they can suffer and die. That's what the devil comes to do. Kill, steal, and destroy. Bible says, Jesus said, I have come that ye may have life and have life in abundance. Somebody say hallelujah. But the Bible says that God has given us power over how many devils? All the powers of the enemy. He said, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So we have authority in the, in the realms of darkness to cast out devils. To cast out devils. I was listening to uh, uh, Bill Winston the other day. He said somebody came to a meeting, his meeting, and said, 
The cocaine pushers have taken over my territory, my land, my, my city. They're selling, they're selling cocaine everywhere. He said, and you know, she came, he, she came into their prayer meeting. And, and he was led by the Holy Spirit and gave, that, gave her a bottle of oil. She said, thank you. Left. And she went to her area and walked down the street, speaking in tongues, poured the oil on the ground, and casted out the cocaine spirit from her neighborhood. A few days later, the policemen came and drove all the people out and cleaned the whole area. And went back and told, you know, uh, Ben Winston, it worked. Drove out all those devils. When the Bible says act for the nations, it's not so that you can just travel from Bahamas and, you know, then go to uh, 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 Cancun, or what they call the place. Praise God. And, and drink what, coconut water. Now, that's part of it. But you need to drive out the devils first. The Bible says, he said, a strong man is at peace with his goods until a stronger than he comes. He said, and when he comes, he said he will beat him up, take, take, him, take from him the, 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 the authority, the armor for which he trusted, and then divide his spoil. That is what we are supposed to do to the devil. That is dominion. The stronger than he comes, deal with him, Remove the armor for which he trusted and take over his spoil and give it. Somebody say hallelujah to those that have need of it. The Bible says that the wealth of the rich is heaped up for the righteous. That is going to be transferred. And one way to do that is by dominion. By dominion. So we have dominion in the realms of the spirit. No devil has any authority to frighten, oppress, or deal with a Christian. Amen. When you enter a city, the devils should begin to cry out. That's what they did to Je when Jesus came. It was the devils that were crying out for oppression. We are oppressors of demons. Amen. If one is on top of the other, who, 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 how can the one other under oppress the one that is on top? It's not possible. If, even if he starts exercising energy, we only leave the one on top higher. Because he's on top. So God has called believers to be oppressors of devils. I want to keep re-emphasizing that because the devil always lies and says, No, I'm big, I'm bad. I'm going to deal with you. I'm going to oppress you. I'm going to take what is yours. I'm going to destroy your family. I'm going to destroy... The Bible says that he has no authority over the, over the believer. We have power over all devils to cast them out. To cast them out. In First Peter, it says something, all you need to do is submit yourself to God. He said, resist the devil. He said, the devil will flee. If you check that word, flee. It's not just walking away. He said, he will run away, frightened. You cast him out. The word to cast out is to drive away with force. To make him, to, to, to detach him from where he is. Remove him from his position on authority. And the church has been given that power. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. The second, uh, of course, the second level of, of authority is in the natural realm, in the realm of men. I know many times we are told, which is the truth, that God did not necessarily give dominion of man to another man. We're not supposed to rule over people and and, 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 and oppress people. But if you, if you look at Jesus, the Bible says one thing about Jesus. He said when he was teaching, 
He was teaching as someone that had authority. He wasn't coming begging and acting like, oh, please, I beg to apply for this job. No, he, he came with an, with an air of authority. He spoke with confidence. And even here on earth, even though people are not supposed to be oppressed, people are given positions of leadership. One of, the, one of the principles of dominion is to be the leader, not the one that just follows all the time. Every Christian is called to lead. We're called to lead. That's kingdom. The Bible says, uh, uh, Paul said, the things I have taught you, he said, also hand over to faithful people who are able to teach others. And the one that is teaching others is the one leading them to do the right thing. So we are placed on earth to have dominion, leadership or positions on the earth. That's why the Bible says we are kings and priests. And they are kings on the earth. The ones who should be in authority should be Christians. Praise the Lord. If you look through the Bibles, the Bible, every time God wanted to make kings, he looked for someone who was righteous. And then they sent, he sent the prophet to go anoint them with oil. Now, some of us think that he only had anointed kings in Israel. Not true. There were times he sent them to other nations, others to Syria. Say, go away, go to Russia, go anoint this guy to be the next king. Why? Because God is in charge of all the earth and he wants the right people to be in authority. And we as sons of God, we are supposed to be the one in the supreme court. Somebody say, hallelujah. We are supposed to be the one in the high courts. We are supposed to be the one that are governors, presidents, and, 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 and vice chancellors of universities. I want to hear a louder Amen. I said, if you need a job, every four years, there is a job open in many counties. County executive. How can you say you don't have a job and, 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 and this job is opening every, every, four, every four years and you don't even try to get into it? And there are many other positions. There are governors. There are, there, are, there, are, there are senators. Many Christians just want to be led instead of leading. You say, but I'm not qualified. Who told you? What is the qualification of being a governor? You don't, you don't even have to have a college education. It's not required. It's not a requirement. You just have to have dominion mentality. Say, so I'm here to rule. I'm here to reign. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, uh, Romans 5.17, it says, as many as, as, as believed or has received him. He said, he said they shall rule in this life with Christ Jesus. He said those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. He said they shall reign in life. Put it up. Romans, Romans 5, 7, uh, 17. He said they shall reign in life with Christ Jesus. Some translations say they shall reign as kings in life in Christ Jesus. See, by, if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. You are supposed to reign, rule, be in leadership in this life through grace. So grace is not just to sit down and say, yeah, yeah, oh God, what are we going to do? Grace is to bring you to the place of dominion to begin to rule. To begin to rule. The Bible says in Psalm 110, he said, rule thou in the midst of your enemies. Christians have to stir themselves up to leadership positions. 
if you are in a job, press for becoming the CEO of that company. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Press to get to the top. Don't, don't be satisfied just being on the, the middle class. The Bible says you shall be the head and not the tail. You are promised rulership. Look at what happened to Joseph. The Bible says where he, where he got into Potiphar's house, he was the foreigner, he was the newcomer, but soon he became the chief servant. He got to the head. When they threw him in jail, what did happen? He became the chief prisoner. He was a head going everywhere. It was not a matter of where he was. That was who he was. He, he was the one on top all the time. And from jail, he became the pretty prime minister. Even ruled over Pharaoh. He said he told Pharaoh what to do. Pharaoh gave him all his charge, except his household, his family. Why? Because he was operating in the kingdom. The kingdom should make you a leader, not just a follower. And you have to begin to think that way. The Bible says, wherever the footstool of your feet shall tread upon, he said, I've given unto you for what? A possession. What does a possession mean? You are in charge. So as soon as you step into target, your target becomes your own. I'm in charge here. You respect those in authority on their way out. Praise God. You respect them properly. Pray for them. That God should promote them to another one. Because you are supposed to rule and to reign. Don't, don't settle for average. Don't settle for just entering. Don't say, well, I don't have the qualification. You are anointed to reign. And thirdly, the Bible says we have authority in the heavenly realms. There are many scriptures. We won't have time to go through all of them. I just mentioned them. I want to get to my main message before we close, before time is over. We have authority in the heavens. We read this Bible say whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Matthew chapter number 18. He said whatever you lose on earth is loosed in heaven. In, in, the, in Hebrews 1, the Bible says that he, has, he had put all things under the feet of man. Chapter number 2. In chapter number 1, the Bible says he made all angels ministering spirits for the heirs of salvation. That means every Christian has authority over all angels. He said, don't you know that you shall judge angels? Some people have never, never instructed an angel. Never made use of an angel. They have authority that they have never used. Have you ever sent an angel to get money for you? Some people say, well, you can get angel. Yeah. Angel knows where money, money is. Can lead you in the right path. Have you ever asked angels to protect you? Yeah. Some angels have big swords. They keep you. The Bible says he, he, he gives his angels charge over you to so bear you up so you don't dash your foot against the stone. That's why no Christian has any business getting an accident. You say, but why is it? They are believers. They got an accident. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because many of them, their negative confessions have confused their angels. The angels don't know what to do. They keep saying things, you know, I mean, you know, accidents happen. You, don't ever, you never know what God is going to do. The same. They say, did you hear? You never know. Do you, do you? We don't know what we are going to do. We are working with God. So should we get an accident? It doesn't look like he doesn't want to get an accident. Maybe the, he said all these things are, are, are blessings in disguise. He said, this accident may be a blessing in disguise. So, so let him have it. 
But if you start declaring, no weapon fashioned against me prosper. I have no accidents. Angels are going to be You have to keep the word. The Bible says we activate angels by the words that we speak. Speaking God's word. That is how we put them to use. They don't force themselves to protect us. They protect us when we give them the authority to do so. When we begin to declare, we can't dash our foot against the stone. We will not die, but live and show forth the glory of God. Angels begin to walk. I had a message one time about angels. That some people's angels are bored. Like, we don't have work to do. The guy is always, always confessing, always moping, crying. Nothing to do here. Why some angels are overworked? <laughs> Flying from one continent to the other, preaching in two continents in the, on the same day. Praise God. Casting out devils, healing the sick, declaring bold statements. You know when you say, I will not catch COVID. Devils say, let's try him. The angels like, you have to stop him. You have to, you have to protect him now. He has declared it by the word of God. By some angels, they have no work. Unemployment. The angels are receiving unemployment benefits. <laughs> Because the people are not putting them to use. Let me tell you, if you are complaining, nothing is happening, I'm tired, what, what work will your angel be doing? Nothing. In short, your angel will be frustrated. Nothing to do. So you have to put your angels to use. By declaring God's word. And many times when you are in the middle of challenges, that's when you need your angels the most. Bible doesn't say you will not face challenges. You will. That's why he gives you angels. They say they will, they will, they will guard you so that you don't dash your foot against the stone. So the enemy is going to try to bring things. Even with Jesus, the enemy did many things. Many times. The Bible said many times they pushed him they, to the edge of the cliff to throw him. These people were mad at him. They were not just playing. Bible says he just walked behind through them. Why did they not see him? Angels, they camp around him, covered him with their feathers. They couldn't see him. Bible, if some people don't read it, Jesus used the angel. Bible says why he was fasting. He said the angels came and ministered to him in the garden. The Bible said the angels came and ministered in the middle of challenges. He was using the help of angels. Angels are not things you see on magazines, on television. They are, they are, they are servants for Christians. But Christians are not using their heavenly authority. We have authority in three words. But that's not my message today. My message are the keys to the kingdom. The keys to this authority. You have to know what the authority is to know why, how to get it. The keys are how you operate in them. What opens this authority to you? How you have access to the, to the dominion in three words. I'm going to make it short. I'll let, let you know. And we can continue next time. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory be to God. Wow. Three keys. Now, how do we know about the keys? Let's, let's just look at that. We read that before. Matthew chapter number 16. The Bible says Jesus came to the, the area of Caesarea and, 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 you know, Caesarea Philippi. Continue. Matthew 
chapter number 16 from verse 13. Do you have it up? Let's read it very quickly, then I'll give you the three keys, and then we can go have dominion in three words. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> you know, so interesting. I remember uh, one of my uh, mentors, uh, uh, fathers in the Lord, Archbishop Benson Hidalso. Uh, he was giving us a testimony how he started his ministry. He was a young, just got born again, probably in his teen or, you know. And he went to church one day and the pastor said, You have power over all devils, over all spirits. You can raise the dead, you can cast the devils, you can heal the sick. So after service, he got on his bicycle, began to ride through town, looking for what? Anywhere somebody had died. When you see people gather, he goes there and says, did anybody die here? They say, no. He said, wow, I'm looking for a dead person. Why? Because the Bible said, and the pastor told him that you can raise the dead. And he kept riding through town, and he came to one place, and people were crying, what? A young girl, her lady had just died. They said, you know, she had been sick and she died. She said, don't worry, don't worry, I'm here. They said, well, said, you said, God said I have power to raise the dead. They were looking at this young man. Who's, who's, who's this young man? And he came out and put, put the, 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 the people who he needed to put that out and began to pray. Spoke the word of God. Laid hands on this young girl. The first time he heard it, and the girl came back from the dead. So I said, hallelujah. Went home and began to rejoice. They hugged him. Went to his pastor, told the pastor, I raised the door. The pastor, you said you raised the door. He asked the pastor, have you done it before? The pastor said, no, I haven't, I haven't done it. I just preach it. The pastor preached it, but he has never done it because he did not believe it enough to act on it. But here there's someone who was hearing it from the pastor and he's acting on it and getting results. We have power to raise the dead. I say, Hallelujah. And that's what started his miracle ministry. The Bible says that when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that the Son of Man am? And they said unto him, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, and others the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed, the blessing has come again. Hallelujah! Blessed art thou, Simon Jonas. For flesh and blood had not revealed it to thee, but my Father which is in heaven. He said, and I, and I give you, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> and I said unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock, skip back, I think we missed some verses. He said, okay, bless, Jesus said unto him, blessed are thou by, by Jonah, for flesh and blood had not revealed these unto you, but my father which is in heaven. Okay, you were right. And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I give unto thee the what? The keys of the kingdom. I give unto thee what? The keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt what? Bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt what? Lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So Peter here recognizing, having a revelation of Jesus Christ, Jesus said, it is on this revelation, understanding why I came, who I am, that I will build my church and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of dominion. The keys of rulership. And began to show that whatever you bind, that is how to use the key, to bind and to lose. 
Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth shall be losing in heaven. That's why Jesus Christ said, if I cast out devils by the finger of God, then the dominion of God has come. So the, the kingdom has to do with authority to bind and to lose. And Jesus said, I gave you the keys of the kingdom, of the dominion of heaven. How to rule as heaven rules. Three keys I'll give to you today. One, the name of Jesus. That's the number one key. We already read in, in Philippians chapter number two, the Bible says Jesus has been given a name that is what? Above every name, that at the name of Jesus, he said every knee shall bow where? Of things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things under the earth. So when Jesus gave us the dominion and the authority to use his name, he gave us the key of the dominion in three words. That name is respected in heaven, respected on earth, and respected under the earth. Now, time will not allow us to go into the details of that. But he's respected in heaven because the Bible says in Hebrews, he said he by an inheritance has received a name that is higher than every name that is in heaven. So, by inheritance as a son of God, he received a name that has dominion in heaven. So, when we say we are sons of God, God's dominion includes heaven. And the Bible says that that the angels, they are servants to the sons of God. So if we indeed be the sons of God, we have dominion in the heavenly realms. Bible says we are seated above all. But people don't realize that. They just think, oh, it just means, oh, we can just say, oh, Jesus. Just like, just like they use blessing too. Right? A mouse, mice runs past. Hey, Jesus. Jesus, did you hear that? He got an accident. Jesus. Now, if he's being used without authority, that is using that name in vain. Anytime you use the name of Jesus, you must be exercising dominion, authority over something, making decrees, changing things, breaking yokes, losing bondages, releasing power to cause changes. That's what the name of Jesus is for. And Jesus did a lot to get that name to operate in the three words. In heaven, he had it by inheritance. On earth, it was not the same. He obeyed all God's word and submitted himself properly unto God. And because he was also created as Adam, Adam was given dominion over the earth. He received earthly dominion being created in the form of Adam. Do you know that demons and angels don't have authority as much as humans on earth? Because the authority was given to man. For a demon to operate on earth, he has to use a human authority. He has to use human beings. That's why he has to go to a native doctor, make them poor, and then start using them to cause trouble. Because he needs humans to operate. People don't understand. That's why you have to be careful those who are in government. Because demons are looking for opportunity to rule nations, and they have to look for a human being to use. The guy doesn't know that he's being used of a demon. He's just like, no, let's just do it. And the devil wants to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But they need to use humans. And the same thing, God just cannot walk on earth without human operation. Humans are bigger than demons and angels on earth. Even those who are not born again. Do you know that in places where they don't believe in demons, demons have to hide? Right? They have to find a trick. You think somebody comes and takes a, a, a white powder from, from one village in some of this remote country and blow it to someone in Europe, think it will affect him. 
The guy doesn't believe in those things. He's just like, no. This thing smells so bad. That's the only worst. That's the worst that will happen. The bad smell. The bad smell. But if he takes it to another village person who is afraid of the woman in the village, who is thinking that their cousins have been cursing them, and blows that white powder, I say, okay, they have, they have come. 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 And because of that headache, we start, backache, we start, all his finances will start disappearing. It's but not because the devil has power, it's because he has used the person's power yes, against him. So he has to use human authority. And many times, that's why the Bible says he uses mind games. He deceives the people so much that they start speaking against themselves. I'm no good. I'm good for nothing. I'm giving up. I'm going to just... Their mouth will destroy them. The Bible says they are snared. You see, they say by the devil. Say by the words of your mouth. We don't have time to go into details. The second second key that we have, each one is amazingly powerful, is the word of God. The Bible says in St. John, in the beginning was the Word. You see, and the Word was with God. He said, and the Word was God. He said, all things were made by the Word. And there's nothing that was not, that was not made by the Word of God. And when, the, when God gave us his Word, he gave us his authority by which he created all things. In Hebrews 4.12, the Bible said the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing, even dividing a sword and soul and spirit. And, and it's a descent on the thoughts and the intents of the heart. He's saying there's nothing that is hidden before the Word. In Ephesians chapter number 6, when the Bible is telling us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality and power, it begins to tell us the armor of a Christian. All of them were made by God's Word. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the footstool with the preparation of gospel of peace. He said, and above all, taking on the sheet of faith and the sword of the Spirit, whereby you can quench all the fiery deaths of the enemy. And then say, praying in all prayer, in all manner of prayer and supplication, watching thereunto in the Spirit for all saints. So, we have authority over all devils by the Word of God. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, he said he holds all things by the Word of his power. When you begin to speak God's word, the devil can't tell whether it's you or God speaking. Because the Bible says the word of God doesn't return back void, but it prospers in that which it says and accomplishes it. You can't have the word of God and not be in dominion. Because God is always in dominion. The Bible said, my word that goes out of my mouth shall not return back. He said, it shall be like the snow and the rain that will cause the earth to bud and to give fruit, seed to the sower. And bread to the eater. We can't have the word of God and be under oppression. Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. As you begin to know the word, you are operating in the authority of God. Where we read, uh, Pastor B mentioned earlier too in, 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 in St. John. He said, if you abide in me and my word, my word, uh, John 15, 7. He said, and my word abides in you. He said, you shall ask what you will. And it shall be done to you. When you are operating in God's word, nothing is impossible to you. Nothing is impossible. So we have the word of God. We have the word. It's the key of the kingdom. One of the people I, I respect a lot is Kenneth E. Hagin. The Bible says, you know, his account, not the Bible says that he was sick at 16. He was not an adult. He was 16 and he had a terrible heart disease. They had six 
specialist that came and said, this is incurable, you have to die. He had never heard anybody preached on healing. He had never heard anybody preached on miracles. And, and, and he thought he was going to die. So he was preparing to die until he began to read the Bible by himself. Just reading the Bible. The only pastor he knew, he called the pastor to see the pastor we pray for. And the pastor told him, listen, it will soon be over. You will soon be dead. Just relax. That's the, you know, it won't be long now. All this pain will stop. What the pastor was saying, that there is no hope. And he almost gave up. Until he began to read again, the just shall live by faith. Whoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and will not doubt in his, mouth, in his heart, but believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. And, and, and he believed it. And the devil said, that's not for you. You're going to die. It's too late. The days of miracles are over. He said to the day, but are the days of faith over? <laughs> the Bible says if you believe you have whatsoever you say, it is by faith. If faith has not ended, the miracles have not ended. And so in his deathbed, paralyzed from his waist down, he could hardly think. He could hardly move his limb. With the word of God, he with the word fought the fight of faith and overcame the devil and got up from his paralyzed limbs and began to walk and nobody laid hands on him he had no priest to help him just the word of God alone can bring anyone from every any sick bed and, and demolish all the powers of the enemy and cause the man to have dominion and how can you have the word of God and be oppressed the word of God is living and powerful the word of God gives us dominion in three words when you speak the word of God, demons respond. Because God has authority in the realm of the devil. You know, I said, Jesus got his name, first of all, in heaven by inheritance on earth because he became a man. He got his authority under the earth by conquest. Bible says he went there and stripped from the devil all authority and power. And so he conquered them. When you use his name, they remember their conqueror. The Bible says he's Lord of the three words. So when we use the name of Jesus, it's as though we are the one that went there and whipped him. Yes. We have the authority in the demonic realm. Yes. And we need to use it. We need to use it. Christians act like we don't have the power. No, we have all power and all authority or dominion. You know one reason I can't go to hell? If I go to hell, I'll bring everybody out. You say, what? Because I'm born again. That's what Jesus did when he went. The Bible said when he arose, he said people came out of the grave. He had power in the realm of the dead. They thought he had died. They thought they had won. And then he got up and said, what am I doing here? Okay, we are all going out. The devil couldn't stop him. The devil don't want me in hell. The Bible says if you boast, you boast in the Lord. The Bible says as he is. He said to them, he said, the works that I do shall ye do also. So if you went to the dead and raised the dead, you can do the same. Yes. The last key, the last key, the third key, maybe one of the most powerful, is the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. You know, many, many times we just think, oh, I have the Holy Ghost, I'm full of the Holy People have no clue what they're talking about. They have no clue. Nobody in the Old Testament had the access of the Holy Spirit that we have. Nobody. 
That's why the Bible says that of all that we are born of a man, he said that none was greater than the John the Baptist. He said, but the least in this dominion of that has the Holy Spirit, he says, greater than him. People have no clue. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, God himself. In 1 Corinthians 2, he said, The Spirit, spirit searcheth all things, even the deep things of God. He said, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. Because servant knoweth not what the master doeth. He said, but everything that I do, I'm showing to you. How? By the Spirit of God. You, you, can, you know all things about all things when you have the Holy Ghost. We need to begin to respect who the Holy Ghost is. Bible said Jesus stood in St. John chapter 7. He said, and he said in the last day of the feast, he said, all those who taste, come unto me. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He's talking about the Holy Ghost. In chapter number 4, when he was talking about being born again, he said, out of, he said, he said it shall be like a well that comes out to everlasting life. In short, he even said, anyone who drinks out of that well shall never thirst. Meaning that everything that you need can be, can be satisfied by being born again. But yet, there is more. He says that when you are filled with the, boy, with your, with, with the Holy Ghost, it's not just you being satisfied. He said, out of your bellies shall flow river. That means you have enough to feed the nations. That's what the Bible say ask for the nation you don't just have enough for yourself you have enough to take care of nations when you are born again and filled with the holy ghost why is it possible someone who is filled with the holy ghost can still be oppressed by devils we have the keys of the kingdom you know in the old testament when they wanted to anoint a king and take a bottle of oil and like I said earlier, sometimes God used to send them to go anoint people in various countries. Sometimes they are not suspecting. The soldier is coming from, from war, and then he sees a prophet with, with leather jacket. He says, stop. Say what? He brings another. He says, come down. He says, kneel. He says, I'm, the, I'm the general. He says, kneel down. You know who sent me. <laughs> the, the prophets were bold. These were soldiers. They had shaft. They were killing thousands of people. And he said, I want to anoint you with oil. He said, Thus said the Lord, you shall be the next king of Syria. He said, But there's a king there. He said, Thus said the Lord. There was one, God said, After you anoint him, escape very quickly. <laughs> and they anoint them, and then suddenly they are changed. Favor begins to happen to them. Things begin to fall into place, and suddenly they become king. Suddenly they become king. Just by the anointing. And guess what? The Bible said the oil is just a type of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you were anointed as king. It was a coronation. Now he's saying you go and rule upon the earth. And you are not a king only in this earth. You are a king that is respected in three words. You are a king on earth. You are a king under the earth. And you are a king in the heaven. Because the Bible says that you have been given a name that is above every other name. And you have been made to sit in the heaven and far above all principalities, titles, and name and dominion, both in this world and that which is to come. You have been coronated to reign forever by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You were anointed as a king. And it's time to rise up 
and begin to use your authority to dominate. If we know who we have become as Christians and the keys we have, we'll use it right. One of the problems we have is that Christians don't pray. They don't know how to pray. Prayer is not begging God. One of, our, one of the places where we exercise dominion is in the place of prayer. The Bible says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wives of the devil. Then he says, put on this armor, mention the armor. Then he says, pray with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And waiting thereunto with all the same. The place where the battle is won is in the place of prayer. You go there with your faith and cause it to be done in the unseen realm. When you come out of prayer, you have already done the work. Look at faith. The Bible says in Matthew, Matthew, Matthew 21, 20, it said, it said, whatsoever you desire, whatever you, you desire, why pray? Whatever you, 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 you do pray for, believing, it said you will receive it. It's in the place of prayer that you make the change. You can be full with all this armor. You don't know how to use it. The Bible said they don't have because they don't ask. He said, and when they ask, they don't receive because they ask. I mean, they don't know how to pray. They don't know how to pray. Jesus Christ said to them, he said, hit and told, chapter number 16 of John. He said, you have not asked anything. He said, ask that you might receive that your joy may be full. Now, I know why some people are sad. I'm not the one that says it in the Bible. He said, why is there struggling and quarreling and backbiting among you? He said, because of things that you don't have. He said, and you don't have because you don't pray. And you don't, you pray, you don't receive because you don't know how to pray. He said, because if you pray and you receive, he said, your joy. Nobody will have to say, praise God now. Praise God now. Ask my now. You don't break out laughing. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Why? Because you have overcome. How many things can you overcome in the praise of prayer? All things. All things. Five kings came against Jehoshaphat. The Bible says that he went to the place of prayer. Hezekiah, a king came and said, well, you think you are, you, your God will save you. I've destroyed other nations that had gods bigger than your, their name is longer than your God. And you think your God will save you. The Bible says that Hezekiah went to prayer. The things that, that are coming against us, the, the faith doesn't stop things from coming against us, but we have the authority to overcome it all the time. And when we know how to pray like we should, you know, the devil, the, the disciples never said, Jesus, oh, teach us to cast out devils, teach us how to prosper. You know what they asked him? Pray. He said, teach us to pray. And the devil knows that. So prayer meeting in most churches is the least extended. And that's where people download results. You can pray in your home, of course. But I'm just talking about in level of priorities. You have to learn to pray. In Isaiah chapter 40, he said, they that wait upon the Lord, he said, they shall exchange their train for his. He said, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. He said, they shall run and not be weary. So if the person is weary, is what? You're not, you're not spending time to pray. You should never have a down day. You should never have one. 
If things are co- ganging up against you, you go to the place of authority. You know, many times when the king is being challenged, he goes and sits on his throne, makes decrees. This king doesn't necessarily do it himself. As he makes decrees, the, 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 the servants know what to do. That's what we need to do. We are kings. Angels are waiting for our bidding. The authority of the name of Jesus is right there. The Holy Ghost is inside of us, but he would not do anything except we activate it in the place of prayer. And where do we use the name of Jesus? Where do we use the word of God? Where does the Holy Spirit help us more? The Bible says the Holy Spirit helpeth an infirmity because we know not how to pray like we should. So the Holy Spirit helps us by making intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be altered by articulate speech. And he that knoweth the mind of the Spirit knoweth what the Spirit is talking about because he prays for us by the help and according to the will of God. So the Holy Ghost comes to help us. You're faced with something you don't know what to do. You may be there for 30 minutes, may be there for one hour, but soon enough, the victory will be released. You get up, you know the result, and you begin to laugh. <laughs> the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but by what? By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. He said, let your request be made known to God. He said, and the peace of God that passes human understanding will guard your heart. So if you are not in peace, what does that say? You have not spent time to pray like you ought to. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. Thank you. You've given us everything we need. More than enough. More than enough. We have no reason to be defeated. No reason to be sad. No reason to be afraid. Greater is you that is in us than he that is in the world. If people in the Old Testament, without the baptism, without the name, could, could take over nations, stop the sun, raise the dead, even dry bones could raise the dead, how much more us that have feed with the Holy Ghost? We begin to acknowledge the truth that you have given to us in Christ Jesus. You say you've blessed us with all the blessings in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. We will never be under, never be the back. We will always lead. We will be ahead. We reign in this life. We exercise dominion over sickness, dominion over poverty, dominion over death, dominion over every power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt us. We are kings upon the earth. We have angels charge over us. And we make decrees. And it comes to pass. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We reign in this life with Christ Jesus. Just lift up your hands and thank him. Thank him. And make a commitment. You're not going to be under. You're not going to be the back, the tail. You're going to be the head. Now, whatever it is that you are faced with right now, maybe personal challenges, Maybe financial challenges, maybe health challenges, maybe marital challenges. That you know you have power over it. You, you have dominion over it. You can't, you, can't, you can't complain. And thank God for it. Thank God that you have the victor. You have the keys of dominion. You have the keys of the kingdom. You have the keys. You have the power. Power to cause changes. 
Father, we give you praise. We receive it. We believe it. We exercise dominion over it. And I come against every onslaught of the enemy, against everyone here and those watching online. Satan, I say, loose your hand from their minds. Loose your hand from their head. Loose your hand from their marriages. Loose your hand from their children. I command you, be gone, never to return. Hereditary diseases, be gone in the name of Jesus. Contactable diseases. Contagious diseases. I say, be gone in the name of Jesus. We, we exercise dominion in this nation. The righteousness reigns. That the church of the living God arises to the place of dominion. And nations and all groups flow into it. Not one amongst us will be poor. Not one will be oppressed. Not one is sick. We exercise dominion in this house. That everyone is rich. Everyone is wise, makes wise decisions, and walks in the wisdom of God. We are lifted up and made to sit in the heavenly realm, far above all principalities, all titles, all dominion. We will rule over sickness, rule over poverty, rule in our place of war. I begin to declare exaltation, lifting up in places of jobs and businesses. That those who enter just as, as, as clerks are becoming CEOs, directors. There's double and triple promotions because we have dominion. I command wealth transfer for those who have heaped it up for these last days. Let the money come into the hand of the righteous, even to those in this house in the name of Jesus. I call in millions and billions of dollars and yens and pounds and euro and every currency. We call you in now. We take dominion over the wealth of the land. All things belong to us. We will not lack we will not beg. We will not stay under. We are kings upon this world. And yes, we declare it here and it's declared in heaven that wealth is transferred to the house of God, even this church. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Everything, the canker worm, the plumber worm, the locusts and caterpillars eating. I say, let there be a restoration sevenfold in the name of Jesus. For it's declared when the thief is caught, he must restore back that which is stolen. So Satan, restore marriages, restore relationships, restore health, restore children, restore peace in that hope. Restore joy unspeakable and full of glory. And everywhere you have stolen from, I say, let it be restored now sevenfold. In the name of Jesus. We lift people in this house to places of authority in the government. In the nations. Those hearing my voice, I say, be lifted up into positions of authority. And you will rule in your place of war. You will rule in the government. You will rule in this land. That the glory of God will be manifested in this dispensation. You are anointed with fresh oil. As kings and as priests. In Jesus' name. Just go ahead and give God thanks. We give you praise. We give you praise. We trust that you are blessed by the message. To listen and hear more, catch us at 1130 on Sunday mornings on YouTube or Facebook at Love Foundation Christian Center. If you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church, feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org.
Thanks for listening. <laughs>